A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at uh1.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board certified physicians who can prescribe FDA approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is plushcare. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hi. Thanks so much for choosing to listen to Before the Lights. Before we get going, just a heads up that this show contains adult themes and strong language. Example, gym farts, throwing up on gymnastic coaches and an excessive use of the word fuck. Some may not be for the whole family. Cheers. Hello and welcome to the first episode. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> right, I got it this time. I'm Dave Hasty. I'm Josh Betteridge. I'm George Ashwell. Together we are. Damn it, we need to do that in unison. Before the lights. We are Before the Lights and basically we train, give nutritional advice and treat injuries of actors for film roles so we get hired by production companies to change the way an actor looks. We're like a budget of... medical team at a football club <laughs> for actors. We're not going to tell you how to work out. The aim of the podcast is just to talk about the gym, most embarrassing moments they've had in our gym or other gyms, changes that they may have made that they didn't expect to make. We'll stay through a little conversation of what actually happens before lights, camera, action, before the lights. And if no one turns up, we'll just talk. Hey, Joe. Episode four. Don't make it sad. Don't do the whole song. Don't do it. No. Take no, a no, no. sad song. Oh, and stop it now. I'll stop on the high bit. Good. This is episode four with um, Mr. Joe Dempsey. Episode four. Can't believe we're still going. I think we're still going. Are we still going? Joe, Joe didn't pick up, did he? No, no but he talks about... Why he didn't yeah, pick up. exactly. And how he never picks up. Yeah. Old friend of mine again, and he also was in Game of Thrones, Gendry in Game of Thrones. And we put a face to the man who may have got slightly exposed on stage. Yeah from, yeah, from if anyone listened to Nick's episode, which oh, I'm yeah. sure you have if you get this part. If you haven't listened to Nick's episode, go back and listen to that, because yeah. it is funny. And if you didn't watch Game of Thrones, which, I mean, everyone has, but apparently a few people haven't, we do mention... Joe leaving on a boat and talk about rowing a fair bit and it's when he yeah when he left after season three on a boat and didn't come back for three or four series and no one sort of knew where he'd gone to yeah, that's what we yeah, were talking about quite, and the show a became story. a global phenomenon in that yeah. space of time we talk about his lockdown experience and the fact he's also just the world's in- most injured man you're listening to the before the lights podcast Dave introduces us in, in badly, and, and he always fucks it up, basically. 
He's still good. No pressure, Dave. Now I'm feeling good this week. Yeah, I cheer him on normally. That's the ultimate kiss of death, isn't it? <laughs> I'm like one of those, you know, them skateboarders that roll along the top of the bowl and then they just drop in and off they go. That's me this week. <laughs> but just down, back up, just pick your board up, go home. Effortless. <laughs> effortless. Let's, uh, let's get going, shall we? So I'd like to introduce this week's guest on the Before the Likes podcast. Joe Dempsey. You fucking nailed it. Right, Amazing. Thank you very much. Thanks for having me. You're very welcome. That was seriously smooth, Dave. It's the energy that you've brought. It um, calmed it. me, made me feel at ease. And, you know, just thought I'd go with that, take it into the intro, and I absolutely smashed it. So okay. You're welcome. Joe, well done, why, why didn't you pick up the phone when I rang you? Yeah, I mean, I just uh, generally... And it's not like... I mean, the, like my work, there will be a time... And you'll probably all experience it at some point in your lives where you will f- call me because you can see me <laughs> and you'll see me looking at the screen and putting the phone <laughs> back <laughs> in my pocket. But, but for, for, for the most part, it is that I'm just not with my <laughs> phone. Yeah. If you're like with someone in person, I don't know, having lunch or having a cup of tea, having a catch up, I'm just, uh, I'm not, I, I hate sort of no, even I'm, paying I'm, any yeah. attention to my phone. If no, the phone I'm, rings. I'm I want to get off the phone as quickly as possible most of the time, yeah. That's a good quality though, Joe, because a lot of people do just check the phone all the fucking time it's true I, I was at my parents the other day and they're, they're both on, on their social media on their phone no. <laughs> we're at the pub Chats. what's your mum's Instagram handle <laughs> asking for a friend yeah. <laughs> <laughs> have you got another account it's a non-public non public one <laughs> just following people's mums <laughs> do you take your phone with you in the gym let's make this slightly relevant I mean I do have my phone on me and I think but before music or or I'll have, listen to a podcast or something Wait, maybe this one yeah, maybe. listen to podcasts that I'm on yeah not only uh, predominantly exclusively only. maybe you can just talk to yourself now about what exercise you're doing in the gym and give yourself some encouragement okay remember your form now if you're doing deadlifts Joe remember to get over the bar a little more than you usually there do there you go he's been listening today see we did we did some deadlifts earlier and you, fuck you my back <laughs> <laughs> it was not George's he fault it was 100% my listening. fault yeah. <laughs> but no but the deadlifts back. were fine the it deadlifts was just great. when we tried something else yeah. in that wheelhouse yeah, you, were, that, you weren't uh, concentrating in, but yeah. I mean I'm, 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 it's because I'm an old man as well don't forget this I mean you Dave Josh you've, and you George have spent hours trying to like cure hours. my my ailments we have, yeah well that's how that's how you first kind of would come in more frequently i, well, I mean yeah joe's joe's always kind of you've always been an injury guy <laughs> <laughs> so obviously with game of thrones you mm. the world's most naked show because there are scenes in that where you are more or less you are naked right for a bit of it or is it uh, just in pants but they must have been like was that kind of weighing on you a little bit in terms of like, oh, there's a lot of people going to watch this. I need to kind of. I mean, I think I think at the t- in in the early days um, when it was a completely unknown quantity, you know, it was season one, and you knew that it was an HBO show, so there's going to be a lot of money spent on it. But and there was an audience that were really keen on the books, but no one, it wasn't particularly. It was still quite niche, and I think I just. Yeah, it, it still felt like a big job to me though, and it and it and this is the thing as well because I, I think. I got that part the same time that Nick got Beast in yeah. X-Men. And I think we were, we'd met up, we were catching up or we were talking on the phone and we both said, oh, I've got some really good news. I've got, got a part. And it's like, oh, me too. What's your thing? And he's like, oh, it's uh, X-Men playing the Beast. Fucking amazing. What's yours? Oh, this thing, Game of Thrones. Cool, cool. I've got to get quite bulky for it. Yeah, yeah, me too, me too. And I went to Nick, oh, so like, what, what, what are you doing for it? And he went, 
oh, you know, no, it's pretty cool. Like, um, you know, they send the, the car comes and it picks me up and takes me to the gym at, at Pinewood Studios. They've got this trainer there. He's like a really cool guy. And I, and I do this sort of workout really focused on muscle building and then afterwards uh, they give me a sort of low low carb high protein meal because you've got to be kind of lean as well um uh, what about you and i went you yeah, know they just said they literally like, just said those words be, when you get back here be, be bigger than, <laughs> <laughs> you bigger than this. bigger than this is what i'm seeing now so uh, off you went to the local leisure center <laughs> they, I mean, quite literally. picked up some weights did some bicep curls yeah uh, that's essentially what i did yeah. <laughs> did you uh, did you feel you needed to did you feel like you were small well, like you needed to be big. I always feel like I'm small, Josh. <laughs> <laughs> the man has some lovely calves, everyone, as well. What we've, what we've acknowledged today. Jack Grealish. I Jack was, Grealish I was sitting on a, a video call earlier doing real work, and <laughs> Joe, Joe kept sort of crab walking his way down the gym towards me <laughs> and talking about Jack Grealish's calves and then crab walking away again. Look, I didn't and then he'd know. come back across... And I was like looking at the two of them like, Dave, oh, shut he, up. He, Dave, I didn't know that you were actually on a live... Uh, <laughs> training session I was just waiting in the other room for him to come back and he came back one time and he was a bit redder than he was before and I was like is that really difficult he's like no I just said that Dave was perving on his client so into now are you yeah and then, and then the next time I went, and went what's she doing now then <laughs> did you feel small Joe before you gave <laughs> did you feel you needed to bulk up yeah I think I, well, how old how old would I have been I think I was about 23 and I hadn't I'd never really been it was yeah, the same goer. time as Nick's. We were twenty one coming out of uni, so yeah, you, yeah. you're two years older. So and I think yeah. I think I sort of got to that point where I was like, oh, I'm sort of, you know, I probably should start training. Yeah, I, I felt skinny, so I think I'd, I'd probably been thinking about it anyway. And then Thrones gave me that kind of kick up the ass to mm. start going, and it was really good to have that motivation of like I had a start date, I had like the day I was going to begin on it, so I knew I had to be in a certain uh, certain physical condition by that point and but but the, but then the thing about it was there were a lot of they'd obviously said the same thing to everyone pretty much and there were a lot of people similar age to me on the show at the time Richard Madden Kit Alfie Allen and so there was all there was a slightly sort of competitive element to it as well which which probably nice. I think I think helps in the short term in the long term probably gives people a complex <laughs> 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 but um but no, but I, but I think I, so I, it was good for that, and 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 from that point on, it became it just became part of my lifestyle, and so yeah. I've just kind of maintained it, like going back into Thrones because I had those three seasons out in in the middle of the run. We went rowing. Where I went <laughs> rowing, you just rode oh, away and, into the and, distance, and yeah. also in the meantime, the show went mega. It's yeah. like I don't know. Yeah, yeah. There's a direct correlation between <laughs> you not being on it, yeah, and it and it becoming incredibly popular. Spoiler alert: I used to live with Joe. I do remember mm-hmm. you doing. My favourite thing probably you've ever done, which was the tweet. Oh, still rowing. Yeah, the tweet. still rowing tweet. That that was that was great because you were in your pants and your vest sitting on the. Sofa. <laughs> <laughs> it was fantastic. Was that I a shout that out? Blew up. Was that a shout out to the writers? Like, come on, mate. When you when you get me back, it, it was at the end of the season. <laughs> it was at it? the end of it was at the end of uh, season three, which was going to be you know, oh no, no, it was in the season four. So that was the yeah. first season that I wasn't in, and so as the as the run continued when that when that season was being aired every week i'd be getting messages from people like asking where the character was and uh and then so yeah at the very end i just tweeted still rowing and um it, it yeah made, it spawned like a whole it made like, like vanity fair and stuff yeah really it spawned like a whole subculture of memes and going back in for season seven they they put there's a there's a line in the show when when my character first appears back sir davos comes into the forge that i'm working in and, and says 
I thought you might still be rowing, but <laughs> but I think but I think yeah, it's pretty bold, isn't it? If you're a pair of writers to reference a tweet in a medieval fantasy, <laughs> literally, yeah. But they but they were kind of in the groove by that point, and um and then yeah, going back to film like my first bits on season seven, I got off the plane and I'd been on Irish soil for literally ten minutes, and I'm walking through the arrivals hall with my hood up, hadn't shaved in a while, short flip flops. And this guy just puts a phone in front of me. I just see this guy on the phone taking, like, taking a photo like right in my face. And it was that brazen that I thought, I was like, did I imagine that? Or I don't know. I, anyway, yeah, the next day I wake up to a ton of messages from people. It's, yeah, I think that was on Vanity Fair as well that I've been... Because it was, a, se- it was a secret, wasn't it, that you were coming back? It was back. supposed to be. And I, would, I was quite keen to keep it a mm. secret as much as you can keep anything secret on a show like that. But... But yeah, I mean, I looked like I'd had a really bad few years. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, I trained looked, well and looked great yeah. from the head you down. You trained pretty hard in the build-up to down. that, didn't you? Like, coming back in. Because I remember it ruined it for us because you... Wasn't, like, Kit's character was supposed to be dead? Yeah, people weren't sure whether he and was And you and Kit were coming into the gym and we're like, well... Yeah. You weren't saying it, but like, well, obviously you're not dead and you're coming back, so... <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> and, like, yeah. You, you'd found out you were going to, like being a lot more fight scenes as well so that was like a a thing and then you found out that your like weapon of choice was going to be this giant hammer mate so this, well, this is when i was living with joe he went down to b and q and just bought a giant <laughs> sledgehammer and he's he swinging it around in the garden well, i'll tell you what the fucking irony of this is so i go in to meet the armorers and they tell me that okay you're going to have a very specific weapon this year and they showed me this prototype version of the hammer they're like, right, so the thing is, the, the real one's going to be significantly heavier than this. So it was them that said to me, maybe what you want to do is when you go home, uh, go down to your local B&Q, get yourself a sledgehammer and just practice working with that weight, build up some core strength. So I, I do all this training and I build up my core strength and we do in the first scene where we're going to do some stunt work with the hammer and they hand me this one that is made entirely of foam. <laughs> no. <laughs> yeah. And I'm like, Arden, I thought you said it was going to be heavy and they went no 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 come you'll, you'll kill a stunt man don't be stupid <laughs> <laughs> and so i was like right and they go oh by the way you've got to make that look heavy did you get any complaints about your uh how heavy how light your hammer was or would you, you uh, pull it off? i think i just about got away with it although i do think if you watch the scene back there's a, it's basically it's it's me it's Tyrion, and it's davos and we're trying to like sm- they're trying to smuggle me out or they're maybe trying to smuggle Tyrion out and they get stopped by these um uh, gold cloaks, and then I come out and twat them with the hammer, basically. <laughs> but you, but you, you. There is one take where I swear I, I, I hit him so hard because I was like, "Well, it's foam. I'll just yeah. wallop you." Yeah. Where it like, I'm sure it doinks bends. back on <laughs> like a novelty, yeah. novelty bends, bends around yeah. his head. Yeah. <laughs> I'd be useless at that, like learning the choreography. Did you find it difficult learning like the fight stuff? I'm, I'm not a natural dancer which is what essentially You're fight doing, sequences yeah. are it's you know choreography but given time like i'll get there and, and by the end of it you they are quite when you crack it it is actually really fun you'll rehearse something and you'll go over it and over it in your head and make sure that like you've got your steps sorted and you're not going to kill anyone uh and then it will comprise like three seconds or, or, they, or they'll break <laughs> it like down they'll, you'll do the first two steps and they'll go stop there right we need to move the cameras around you yeah, like, yeah. I haven't done the whole a thing really, yet like, really yeah, fast yeah. edit and yeah. you won't actually get to that see sucks. much of it so we'd only really get to rehearse on the big sets the day of the shoot or maybe like 
the day before if it was a particularly big sequence. Like the stunt guys have their own like marquee, which is just it's just like a floor like this that you have in the gym. This kind of like, like springy, yeah. springy floor in a big tent uh, with all their own cardboard boxes and sticks and things. <laughs> sticks, <laughs> yeah. Stick gym, stick. Dave. I already sold it to him. Oh, but, the, but, the, but, those, but those stunt guys and the stunt team on Thrones were unbelievable. I mean, when, in the final season, there's a, an episode, it's episode three and it's called The Long Night and it's the big battle between the living and the army of the dead. And that took three months of consecutive night shoots. For actors, you, you still get a decent amount of time to like sit around and get a nice play the trailer. Nintendo Switch yeah, yeah. and yeah. eat drumstick squashies which is what we tended to <laughs> spend most of our time doing but um, sponsor but the, the <laughs> yeah, if you want to send some free stuff <laughs> sponsored uh, by drumstick squashies <laughs> I mean but yeah but the stunt guys are out there all night and then they've got a D-rig at the end of it so they've got to get everything taken off and it's just yeah. it's, a, it's a really punishing schedule during that that, um, that time filming and shooting the night stuff how do you how do you like periodize your day you film obviously at night and then, but how do you like get your energy, sleep, food? Well, it's it, it's really you know I might be in for one week and then come back to London for a bit and then go and have four days and then come back to London for a bit. But what the upshot of that was was that your body did not know what was happening to it. So you'd, you'd yeah, you you didn't get into a routine at all. Not at all. You'd mm. fly out to Belfast, start on the nights and be kind of jet lagged for the first like no, first night shoot. You've got a bit of an adrenaline rush because it feels you know feels all naughty doesn't it and you're up, up <laughs> past your bedtime and um and and everyone goes a little bit delirious around two three in the morning and gets really weird couple but of drumstick squashies couple of drumstick mm. squashies. the sugar the sugar as well yeah and uh and then yeah you'd sort of start getting used to it you'd start getting onto that nighttime mm. body clock and then you'd come back to london and have to get back on days and then just as you were getting back on days you'd fly back yeah into yeah yeah and george will know i'm a bit of a night owl anyway i'm a sort of like late night potterer like just sort of procrastinate going to bed and he actually just makes pots late at night <laughs> yeah 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 a late night yeah. potter yeah late, late night potter <laughs> <laughs> that didn't have... fired up the kiln again <laughs> before the lights before the lights we're just talking about like going London and night shoots but you, you have been travelling around a lot lately with filming stuff and working and yeah, I just got. I was very like very lucky. I just I, I got to go to Australia for three months from sort of March until June to film something for Netflix. It's called Pieces of Her. It's like a thriller. But you had this. You had this before the lockdown. I was I was so so fortunate. So I'd got I'd been offered this job uh, February of 2020, and I was supposed to fly out to Vancouver. We were going to film it in. Netflix suspended production globally on everything they had because shit was really starting to hit the fan. And then also in the meantime, they said, well, we're going to start advancing you your salary, really. So by the time I started the job, I'd already been paid in full for it. But it meant that for that whole year of lockdown, you know, obviously, like, for, you know, for everyone, lock, lockdown had its had its challenges and there were, you know, times when I was struggling a bit sort of through it. But um, money and work wasn't a worry. And, and it actually allowed me to... Yeah, do do some things that I probably had been wanting to explore for a long time and putting off and things like writing and stuff. And yeah. running. Great. Running, Joe yeah. Joe Dempsey, who I never thought would be a runner, was running much faster than I ever thought he would. He'd, he'd text me going, I just did a 10K in some time. And I was like, I don't do a 10K in that time, Joe. How did you do I'd, that? I'd, I'd basically, I mean, I just got so bored of, I mean, home workouts just weren't doing it. 
I do like some bicep curls and then like like one set and then yeah, sit yeah. down for like fifteen oh, yeah. minutes. Oh, did you did you did you go all right with the running then? Because I reckon eighty percent of the actors that come in here started running in lockdown and all come in going, my knee hurts, my hip hurts, <laughs> Dude, my ankle literally, hurts. Literally and we're like, what, what have you done? Well, I started running. I did a five k. And then I did a 5K three times a week. Then I went to doing a 10K and I was like, there's your problem. Why are you living in my head? Like, <laughs> were, you, were you there? I basically, I literally, <laughs> what Dave said. <laughs> and then I went up to a 10K and I was, I was, I got to the point where finally after years of hating it or not even just contemplating it, I was enjoying running. And then um, I self-diagnosed shin splints. It's very emotionally drained shins. Uh, as actors, yeah. and it's you use your shins a lot. He acts <laughs> with his shins. I've heard he acts with his shins. It's all in the shin. Are you going to go back to it, or are the injuries so substantial so that severe. the shins will never recover? I, I just, I think it's best for for my future. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'd like, I'd like to. I've been thinking about it. For anyone that is interested about building up their running, one thing that is quite good is just to go a little bit. And if you need to, there's nothing wrong with just slowing it down, having a little walk, and kind of. Like if you keep on running and you haven't really run that much, there's so much, there will be a ceiling at which point your like soft tissue will kind of go, I'm, I'm hitting that roof now. Yeah. And I'm yeah. going to have to do something to make you stop. And if it's, if it's enough past that point, it'll mean that you've got to stop for like a month, for example. Whereas if you go, right, I want to aim for 10K, I'm going to do it in a month's time. I'm going to, I could do, I know I could do five. Let's do six. Let's try that. And then if you want to, Try a 10 the first time you do it, have a bit of time walking, have a bit of time running, and then you get a chance to actually acclimatize to it. Right. Rather than going like, which is what everyone seems to do. Run five, let's do 10. Done five. Double. 10. And it's like, you didn't run five, like you only just ran five the first time ever. Yeah. And then go right, five. Five was easy though. Could do 10. It was, it was, I just find it funny how no one one managed to kind of put those two things together and then go. I didn't do that as well. Yeah. Are you training for anything in particular? Have you got stuff on the horizon or is it more just keeping yourself in check, like physically, mentally, that kind of thing? Yeah, it's, it's, I'd say it's more the latter, really. I'm, I'm kind of, yeah. I think, I think sometimes like, I know I'm very capable of, you know, if you get an acting role and it takes you to some far flung part of the world, it, you sort of get to leave reality for a bit. Absolutely. And I don't mean in a necessarily like in a wanky, like disappearing into your character. I'm quite good at landing somewhere and being like, right, okay, this is where I am. This, this is, is my, my life. This now. is my little family for the next three months or four months. Well, and we get that when we go on set. It's the same thing. It's for, it, I think it's for all the whole, it's not just acting, it's like the entire filming crew. Like yeah. you have, you it's have a new nomadic. family, you have a new family, you have a new mum and dad that are normally yeah. the director in the first AD, you have a new like brothers yeah. and sisters, you have new annoying cousins that piss you off, and it's like you do literally just sort of get in that yeah. that groove, and, and it's and it's, it's amazing. It's quite li- and it's quite you know I find it sort of quite liberating, and then and then you sort of so coming back, I think you have to like I use it to sort of like ground myself back in routine, normality, and reality, yeah. really. Yeah. And so that's kind of what it's about. And then yeah, I mean I've also I don't I don't have anything on the horizon, and I'm not in a massive hurry to. You know, I'd started writing in you know during lockdown with with uh, a f- another friend of mine who's who's an actor, and um, and yeah, we're just we're just kind of quite keen to see how far we get with that. We're both novices and we both might be shite, but um, is one way to find out. And 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 because we're both actors as well, we're very aware of the fact that you know 
if I did get another acting job and I was away for another three months, I could get back and then he could get a job and go away for a while. And it would just never get done. So we're going to, I'm quite happy for this summer to be about that. And then I'll worry about getting another acting job and keeping the lights on a bit later, (laughs) a bit later. You keep the lights on with the with what you're writing. We are getting paid. Spending it all on Nando's, all right? yeah. <laughs> which I am paying for in full these days. <laughs> Do you used to get free Nando's? No, uh, yes, but not. No. Not, what, you no. used to stay not legally. No, yeah. So, but yeah, basically, years ago when we were promoting the second series of Skins, me and one of the other actors from the show went on. Lily Allen had like a short-lived talk show this dates it really specifically it was called lily allen and friends and the audience was made up of her myspace friends right so oh, wow. if that was scream 2008 i don't know what does tom from myspace yeah Maybe yeah he was there friend. in front of the whiteboard <laughs> yeah a researcher calls you beforehand to like get some material for the interview for when you go on the on the show like we didn't do with you like that you d- abjectly did not yeah, do yeah. uh for this but yeah so they say right so we one part of the interview is going to be if you can have anything on your rider that we could like feasibly get hold of, then what would it be and why? And it'll form part of the chat. So I'd said some Nando's hot sauce. Gets to the interview with Lily. She goes, now, Joe, you've chosen Nando's hot sauce. Uh, good choice. Um, I like a Nando's myself. And I, and I started to tell this story. I went, oh, well, I like it. And then I stopped myself because <laughs> I thought I probably shouldn't say this. And she went, what, you're going to take me? in that this is like my brain is going I'm like, I'm like okay no I can't think I have I can't have her thinking that I'm cracking onto her on her own TV show that's not what I was trying to do I'm just going okay I'm just, fuck it I'm going to tell the story so I told the story on national television of the fact that at the time and remember 2008 this is this is when the Nando's loyalty card oh, schemes were cardboard stamps with stamps on them and I'd bought a stamp off eBay. <laughs> so good. And so I was stamping the shit out of these Lord's cards. And I said that on, on the show. And then, and yeah, and then a couple of weeks later. <laughs> so good. And a couple of weeks later, so a, a friend of mine, I was living in Nottingham at the time, and a friend of mine worked in Nando's in Nottingham. And he went, Gemps, you do know that... So Nando's were aware that there were these, like, fake stamps out there on eBay and that people were buying them. They were already pissed off about it. Now that you've publicised their existence on national <laughs> television, I'd get rid of the stamp if I were you. They're treating it as fraud, chicken fraud. <laughs> like, you know, they're treating it as fraud, which I guess it is. It's either fraud or theft, isn't it? And, and they're, like, they're treating it as fraud. And we have been told in our branch of Nando's to not accept any loyalty cards from specifically you. you. <laughs> chicken, chicken fraud or fair <laughs> Hit subscribe wherever you get your podcasts from to get every episode of Before the Lights. Let's talk a little bit about some embarrassing moments. Start uh-huh. off, have you got any gym ones? Have you got any good gym ones for us? Uh, I was in my local gym, the one that I still go to now, and there was a woman on the mat next to me, and she was stretching, and she was, like, sobbing. Or like, crying. Properly, properly crying. sobbing, like, as she was stretching, and I was like... At first, I thought she was just like really fucking stretching, oh, yeah, like getting into like <laughs> like tremoring and with then, a stretch. And then, yeah. and then after a while, and after a while, it was just really. She was like fucking like sobbing her heart out. At which point, I go over and I go, "Excuse me, are you all right?" She goes, "Leave me alone." <laughs> so now everyone in the gym is looking at me like I <laughs> caused have her made to cry. The crying woman. And, and how do you deal with it? There's a woman away? in front of me sobbing on the mat who's just screamed, 
Just leave me alone. <laughs> you don't know this woman. How many and people I, were in there? Was it quite full? It or was, was it? busy. It yeah. was really oh busy. Oh dear. And um, so I just looked like the local pest, like Jimmy. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. Did you ever yeah. find out what was wrong with her? Or was she just waiting for a victim? Did I fuck? She can cry on her own. <laughs> <laughs> what about um, any... I, I know the story what's the, I want what's, to the, hear. what's the story you're trying to steer me into? I think you know it, mate. I think you know it. But by the look on your face, I think you know it. Dave... There are so many embarrassing stories. About me. <laughs> it's the one. It's the one on stage. Oh, in your pants. <laughs> did you mention? You talked. You mentioned. This. I mean, yeah. Well, I, 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 I was. Na- I was. I wasn't going to. I was. I don't think you named me. No, we we kept his name in. In yeah. Okay, so that sure was that that, that story they were talking about on Nick's episode was me. They're referring to. <laughs> I've done a play at the Soho Theatre, and um, <laughs> for the last fifteen minutes of the play, the play is essentially about a couple who are so demoralised by modern life that they decide that they're just going to stay in their flat. And the last, for the last 15 minutes of the play, I'm just on stage in just a pair of black box shorts. And then this one, it was a Saturday matinee, and I'm giving this speech, and it's sort of part of just what I'm, what I'm doing within the, within the scene. I sort, of, I sort of glance down, and I can see this <laughs> flash of colour. Where colour should not be... It should be, should be black, black pants. Yeah. pants, and I can see... I can see flesh, and uh, and I'm like, oh fuck! Like, <laughs> essentially, I then I went me and my coast. I went off stage, just about to like do the curtain call, and come back on, and she just burst out laughing. <laughs> it's like, yeah, I could see your knob, <laughs> and it was that the fly, the button of the fly on the boxes had basically just come off. So you just like see through, and you could just see yeah. it was just. It was just so it wasn't out. It wasn't out. It, was it wasn't poking out, but it was open. It was right? open. Yeah, because we were debating. Um, like, we were debating how you wouldn't feel it. Yeah, the only time you did it with a single pair of pants on from then on, you definitely <laughs> well, wore, yeah, an, you wore it, an underpair well, of pants Because it has to go that. in the show notes. Like, the stage mm. manager has to put it in the notes. It's, they have to write down, like, in black and white, Joe's uh, Mr. Out. Dempsey came free at the side. <laughs> came <laughs> free. <laughs> or, or was somewhat exposed during the final <laughs> 15 minutes of the play. Well, who who, who can we ring? Who are we supposed to? Jacob. Is who and Jacob? Jacob! Oh. Hey, Jacob. Hey, Jacob. Oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> That's the number one thing that you shouldn't do, swear. Uh, Don't say fuck or bugger. I was thinking as well. I was like, why is George calling me? It must be really important. It's not important. <laughs> Could not do you want to come do a podcast? Absolutely not. No, I don't. <laughs> it's about fitness and stuff, yeah? Yeah, yeah, yeah. The thing you hate the most. We'll take you for a uh, second. We'll go for food after. <laughs> we'll buy you lunch. Okay, if we go for food. Yeah. We'll prom- we promise. Yeah, then. we promise food. It. You did no, you didn't bugger it. You just wanted you wanted to wind me up if I did try to call you and you failed. <laughs> uh, I'm gonna I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna end this conversation before you do say something. <laughs> Have a good day. Bye mate. Bye Fuck mate. Bugger. <laughs> Fucking bugger. <laughs> Bye. Do we think anyone is gonna listen to this? It's been fun. Well, maybe not. I've enjoyed it regardless. Well, on the off chance that people do, maybe we should, you know, set up some sort of channel of communication. With, I'm going to call them our fans. <laughs> Definitely don't have fans. No fans, not fans. not fans. But should you People wish to get in touch with us, it's at Before the Lights UK on Instagram. I listen to podcasts I've never subscribed yeah. to one, but apparently you're supposed to subscribe to the podcast you listen to. Maybe leave us a little review. Maybe write your most embarrassing gym story in there and we could read it out 
on there a later episode. Perfect. It'll be like what we're asking our clients. You're going to do it as well. And then we'll, yeah, we'll rate them. I'm still riding on the confident wave. Um, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to keep riding that all He's the way into the outro. He's a skateboarder. Are you still intro, in the bowl? From an intro to an outro. I dropped in on the intro. You're still in there? I'm cruising around. Oh, I'm about cool. to just pop kick out. Kickflip my way out. I'm going to mm. kickflip out. So thanks very much, Joe, for coming on. It's Thank been you for having me. absolutely it's been wonderful a, it's been to have you back. Fun. I'm doing the outro, outro mix. So Sorry, be mate. quiet just Sorry. for a second. Okay. <laughs> don't, don't, don't let him treat you like that. Yeah, thanks, thanks, no. thanks for coming. It's been great to have you. No, but you guys have always sorted me out. You always get me ship shape again. So, you know, we'll do it again. get cracking. On to the next one. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Excellent. Thanks, Joe. Nice Thanks you, Bye, Thank Joe. You. Bye, Joe. No, is it? Switch it off. Bye, Joe. Switch it off. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Mm-hmm.